Hey guys, welcome back to another Swish What Lads Super Rugby preview with a little bit of review on top. And we are back with a full round. Crowds are at full noise again from Saturday onwards, so we have plenty to go through on this one. But firstly, we must thank What Lads major sponsor, Swish, who are bringing this episode to you. And they're bringing you an opportunity to get a video shout out from one of your favourite Super Rugby legends. I'm going to get a swish from whoever is leading the Lad of the Week competition from next week on, so you can see what it's like and you can give it a go if you like what you see. And if you do want to give it a crack, don't forget to use the code WHATALAD so you can get an extra 10% off. And a large portion of the proceeds do go to Kiwi Kids Charities, so it's all good stuff. But joining me today, everyone's favourite review lad. He booked himself in for surgery on his lefty over the weekend so he could still make it. On the show, it is of course Surly from Surly Talk Sport. Welcome, lad. Yeah, like I'm the poor man's buck Shelford this week, but I'm back, ready to double or nothing. So we'll see how we go, mate. It was heartbreak watching um, Falau Fainga trying to get across that line for you. I really felt for you. Yeah, he gave it a good crack. To be fair, just just couldn't quite get over the chalk. But hey, that that's footy. That's it, and that's what putting the lefty on the line is all about. And even I had the heartbreak. It was even worse. I had Dave Parecki score a try. Referee sends it upstairs. Says he doesn't see it. Obviously, the TMO can't see anything, so it's not given. Absolute heartbreak. And then later in the game, to make it worse, he's at the back of a rolling mall, which is travelling, and he trips over. They have to play it up the back, and they the back score. But absolute heartbreak for me. Because um, he technically scored, haven't booked in surgery yet. I think I'm off the hook with the technicality, but... Um, potentially might have to book that in later this week. Yeah, shit, the old inconclusive let you off, eh? The nut lives another day. That's huge. <laughs> but let's go start with the review. Brumbies versus the Reds. Uh, I called it a 50-50 game. Unfortunately, took the value with the Reds, but even at the 80th minute, five-metre midfield scrum, I was still happily on the Reds at this point. But obviously, you got the chocolates because you went Brumbies 1-12. to yeah, I think I went in the safe one there, but she, she was a good game. Very little separating the two teams. It was physical as well, a real battle up front. But I think in the end, the Brumbies, their better discipline got them home, eh? Yeah. I thought that they were better lower on the penalty count, and that's all it came down to. There wasn't a lot in it. So no. I don't think there is much between those teams, and I think them on their best days are going to push some of these Kiwi teams, but I think the top New Zealand teams will still be too good for them. Is that how you're seeing it? Yeah, it is. I'm, I've been impressed, though. I Coming into the season, I had the Aussie teams ranked a bit lower than how I would rank them now. I do think, like you said, the Brumbies and the Reds will push them, but I do think the top Kiwi teams will knock them over. But I thought maybe all the teams over here would clean them up. But I do think the Brumbies and Reds in particular will give us a good go. But, yeah, plenty of promising signs. That Uru from the Reds, the six, he was bloody good with ball in hand. I don't know much about him, but he definitely impressed me out there. Yeah, good spot. And the next game, Drua versus the Force, the beloved Drua. Another 50-50 game, we sort of called it. Um, I was picking a gritty Force victory, and that's exactly what we got. Same again, right down to the 81st minute this time. Penalty um, and a clutch kick there from the guy who hadn't been kicking much. He hadn't kicked all games, so it was a big play from him. Yeah, huge. Nothing better than... Just stepping up, first nudge and knocking one over, 84th minute. They went 23 phases as well to milk the penalty. I felt sorry for the drawer, lads. But, hey, if I was going to lose my multi at the tea and biscuits, that's the way I wanted it to go down. 
deep into injury time, a bee's dick in it, and we stay on that drawer bandwagon. Don't jump off because shit, they're exciting. (laughs) Oh, are they? Why? And that that kicker actually hit it like you kicking the um, ball off the CC and dry tee the other day. Geez, you were striking them well. Yeah, I don't know why more players don't go down that that unconventional route, eh? Imagine if old Marty Banks or one of the lads rocked out there with a spades can and just banged a couple over. I do one thing, though. She really fizzes up the can. Once you open her up, she's a tough drop. But, hey, it looks good on the old Instagram, eh? Shit. Oh, mate. Once the water lad lager drops, I'm going to have to try and get one of the kickers to at least have one nudge off the water lad lager can. Oh, absolutely. What would that power play be paying? That would be for handsome, handsome money. <laughs> And the next game, Moana versus the Chiefs. We're a little bit reluctant to put a call on this one with the uncertainty around that Chiefs lineup, but um, turned out to be even stronger than what they'd named. But it was pretty disappointing from Moana, but I thought the Chiefs were just next level again, too classy. Yeah, I'd like to uh, kick this one off with a bit of an apology to the big fella, old Peter Gus. I said he was an old dog last week. Turns out he's only 27 <laughs> years old, so call me the CNN of Super Rugby with the old fake news there. Apologies to the Flying Fijian. And also, just a little fun fact to make it up to him, try to get back in his good books. He's actually played basketball for Fiji before he became a rugby player. So, bloody talented bloke. And surely he's knocking on old Fozzie's door to get a shot in that All Blacks jersey. Eh? He's been bloody impressive. He's playing well. And uh, speaking of lad of the week contenders, he's right up there with one of the form players in the comp. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see what the All Blacks make of him and whether he can force his way into that environment. There's obviously a lot of quality Lucy's around at the moment, but, mate, not many are playing better than him, so he's definitely worth a shout. The last game of the round, Tars versus the Rebels. I called this one 3-10 for the Tars, 1-12. to Very juicy. Played out pretty much how I thought. I don't think the Tars are good enough to put any team away in this competition, and the Rebels were gritty enough to hang in there, but um, Tars get the win. Yeah, shit, boy, that Hodgie, man, is he a footballer? Big performance from the bloke, and yeah, overall, just a much improved performance from the Rebels. I thought the Tars were going to be way too strong, but wasn't to be, so you definitely came away with the chocolates there for that one. And let's go into the preview now. Excited for this week. Excited to see the crowds back from Saturday onwards, but first game won't be with the crowd, but that's Moana versus the Hurricanes. Moana, like we just mentioned, were pretty disappointing in the weekend. It was a little bit more of that preseason feel where we felt like they were going to lose by a lot to a lot of the teams. And I think what the Hurricanes have named is a pretty strong side, and I see this being no different. I'd be going the unders on the 25.5. I think the Hurricanes will clear that pretty comfortably. Yeah, I think for Moana last week, their discipline at ruck time really killed them, eh? So hopefully they've fixed that up a bit. And hopefully they can put out a better performance at home again. Unfortunately, no crowd, like you mentioned. Good to see old TJ back in the yellow and black. First time in 19 months, I think. He's been over there raking in the lucrative yen. And then the old knee gave in on him. So be good to see him back in the mix. But yeah, fingers crossed Moana can make a real game of it. Because shit, you want to see them do well, eh? They're like the draw for me. So Yeah, definitely. And TJ is my highlighted player for that reason. Excited to see him back. In the Canes jersey, such an influential player. Anyone who's played with him will realise how much of an influence he has on the team, not just on the field, but off it as well, the lead up to it. Um, Really looking forward to seeing how he goes. Coming back from knee injury, which is never easy to get your confidence back on that knee, but mate, uh, the way he goes, how competitive he is, I think he's going to be straight back into full noise. 
Who have you highlighted? Yeah, I've gone with the young 10, Aidan Morgan. I watched him play a bit at schoolboy level when he was lacing up for Kings, and he looked really classy. And I didn't actually know he was down at the Canes, hadn't quite followed him. But when I saw his name pop up this week for the debut, I thought it was a bloody good signing from them. So special occasion for the lad, and I'll be keeping a close eye on him because he was impressive. Yeah, he is a classy player, very silky smooth. So, yeah, like you, I'm looking forward to seeing him go. We've actually got a Waterlead Power Play special in this game as well. Geordie Barrett, how many points he's going to score in the match. So this is a real interesting one. Um, the bookies have come in pretty generous for low numbers. So 6 to 10 points is paying $6, and that's where I've found the value in this one. I know Geordie is world class, but I can't see Jason Holland risking him on the field for too much longer than he needs to as soon as this game's sewn up which I think will be around the 40, 50-minute mark. I think they'll be pulling Geordie off. And we've seen Moana sort of hang in there, especially early on in the game. So I'm thinking sort of three, four, five conversions. Don't think they'll be going for too many penalties in this one. So I think the $6 around the 6 to 10 points is real value. Did you have a look at that market? What do you think? Yeah, shit, you've really talked me into it there. I was thinking more towards the 11 to 15, but... I do notice it's the $2.80 favourite, so yeah. slim pickings there. I do think, though, if he scores a try, then he's going to go out of that 6-10 to 10 range. But if the other boys are hogging it, maybe some of the big fellas up front want to get off the nudie run, then, yeah, a few conversions and he'll be right in that slot paying good money. So that is a good shout. Yeah, 100%. I think you could probably take that uh, extra option above it just in case he does score a try, maybe cover your, cover your losses. But... Um, yeah, I can't see him getting up to that 25 points unless we all know footy, Geordie Barrett, one of the best players in the world. He could do that even in 40 minutes, but um, taking the value, I think that $6 is a real sniff. Uh, the second game, we have Rebels versus the Drua. It seems like these guys are playing each other all the time, both times pre-season and in first round. Um, the Drua snuck home with a small victory. I'm picking the same. I think it's going to be another close one. Drawers by unders for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going the same. I think it's going to be a, a good game. Both times they've played each other, it's been pretty expensive stuff. I think the Rebels will have learnt not to just kick the ball away to the draw, but we'll see. I was hoping to see old Baden Kerr back in the lineup. Was talks the bloke from Barford and Thompson might have recovered from his knee injury, but not to be. Maybe he's another week away, but... Yeah, I'm back in the draw, of course, that 1-12 to 12 as well. I think, like the other two games, it'll be close. Who have you highlighted? I've gone with the draw fullback, Kitsioni Ratu. He returns this week. He's a lightning in a bottle, a true Fijian flyer. And if the Rebels do just want to send them down the middle of the park, he'll make them pay the price. So I've gone with him. Like him, he is super dangerous. Hey, I've gone for Mitter Mitter. Absolute workhorse at seven. I picked him up in my fantasy team a couple of weeks because he's all I could afford. So I've been watching him super closely. And should he get through some work, um, love watching him go. Tall, sort of lanky seven, not your usual seven build, but gets through some work and has a little bit of razzle on the side. So look out for him in this game. He might be the difference. The third game this week, Force versus the Brumbies. Force every week have been pretty consistent and being gritty and keeping the games close. Brumbies this week. I think the Brumbies might run away with this one for some reason. I'm not sure why, but I'm going to pick Brumbies 13+. plus. Who have you gone? Yeah, midnight kickoff. She's going to make it tough to watch. But, hey, if you're more committed than me, then it should be a good game. I think it will be close. The Brumbies, they've rolled some subs a bit. Nick White, he drops to the bench. Lolo out, I think. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I'll go the Brumbies one to twelve. I think the Force like to stay in the fight, so I think this week will be no different. Yeah, hard to argue with that. Actually, you might have convinced me to go Brumbies unders just because of those changes. I think they're going to make quite a big difference to them. Oh, the guy I've highlighted is Rodney Iona. I don't know much about him at all. He is coming for Lollisier. Um, I'm pretty much just highlighting him because I want to see him play and see what he can do. But to be honest, I've never really seen him go. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he can run this game behind the Brumbies pack, which is obviously a dominant pack and should be no different in this game. Yeah, fair shout. I've gone with old Tommy Banks. I thought he was impressive last week. Eh? He's exciting when he's got ball in hand. So I'm excited to see him go about his work again and build on a big shift that he put in last week. Like that. Next game, Landers versus the Blues. A uh, couple of interesting lineups, few changes in amongst it. I've gone for the Blues 13+. plus. I went for that last time. I don't, they didn't play each other that long ago either. It felt like last game we were reviewing was Landers versus the Blues. And the Banksy Hollywood cost me the 13+, plus that time. He's not on the bench this week, so I'm picking the Blues to get the job done. Shit, poor old Banksy. Hey, yeah, look, I don't know how the team at Forsyth Bar managed to convince Jacinda and co that the old Sistema lunchbox is an outdoor venue, but... <laughs> Fair play to them, and hopefully the zoo's absolutely packed on Saturday, Arvo. That'll help the Landers. I think they need it. One thing I'm excited to see, old Hugh Renton. He's on the pine named in the 23 jersey, typically an outside back role. So hopefully, true to the number, they chuck the big fella out there, eh? and we can see a bit of razzle-dazzle from old Hugh. That would be huge. But, yeah, I do think the Blues will be too strong. Having played with Hugh, one thing you do not want Hugh is on the wing. He is not your razzly dazzly winger, but get him up in the mix. Um, he can win collisions, and I think that's what he'll be doing. He'll be coming on at loose forward. They've done this a fair bit, carrying the extra loose forward. I don't know why they chuck him in number 23, but go for the two back reserves and risk not getting many injuries, which they've come unstuck a little bit so far this year, but they're sticking true to that theory. I do wonder if it's the old Ford wanting to grab the tighter jersey, like every team photos, you know, you're, it's always a stitch up, always wear, end up wearing the prop jersey, eh? and all the big fellas are in the number 9 and 10, so maybe that's Hugh's tactic here, get it nice and tight for the big game. Yeah, who have you highlighted in this game? I've gone with Sullivan, I think he's going to be in for a big shift at the back, I've been impressed with Stephen Perifetta lately. So um, a big move to chuck him onto the pine, and I think this is Zahn's chance to really put his hand up and try claim that 15 jersey and keep himself in the starting side each week. Yeah, great shout. And no Perifetta means Bowden Barrett is back at 10. Looking forward to seeing Bodie back there return from COVID. No Perifetta means he'll be kicking the goals. Um, definitely a good pickup for anyone who's, who's still playing fantasy rugby. I think Bodies are going to be in for a big game in this one at Foresight Bar Stadium. Like you said, sold out zoo. Always a good game of footy down there. Next game, Chiefs versus the Crusaders. These guys didn't play that long ago either, so I feel like we're getting a lot of repeats at the moment. But last time Chiefs came on top, um, last minute try. This time I'm picking the Crusaders to hang on. I'm going Crusaders unders you yeah I think the same it'll be a close one I do think it'll go down to the wire again some big outs for the Crusaders though old Pablo he's not in the mix same as Enor but um yeah this is going to be a bloody good game if this isn't blasting through the lounge of all New Zealanders on Saturday night and there's something wrong with the nation because yeah I think this one will be a doozy for sure 100% it's going to be an absolute cracker and the matchup I'm really looking forward to is David Havilia up against Quintu Pyre. Both have probably started relatively slow for their likings and no one's really stood up as a 12 this season for me and said 
I'm the best 12 in the country. So here's an opportunity for both of them to put their hand up and um, put their first hand on that All Black 12 jersey for me. Who have you gone? Yeah, that's a good shout. I've gone with Big Lester in the 13 jersey. I think his combo with Harvilly will be huge to their success. And again, another guy wanting to stake claims for an All Black jersey. If he can lock down that versatility in the 13 and the wing spot, we know that All Black selectors love guys who can play a few positions really well. So I think this is huge for him, putting his best foot forward to try and wear that black jersey later in the year. Well, he's definitely proved that he's good enough as a winger for the all-black jersey, in my opinion. He's been unreal so far this year. Like you say, if he nails this game in the weekend, up against the Chiefs, up against Alex Nankerville, another world-class 13, it'd be a big step for Leicester to get his name into that squad, I guess. So, yeah, love that one. Okay, last game of the round, Reds versus the Tars. Uh, Tars have been relatively disappointing. I've got the Reds 13+. plus. I think the Reds are going to run away with this one. I've been waiting for the Reds to sort of put it all together and just put a perfect performance, but um, they sort of come in patches. They show glimpses of being really good and then sort of let the opposition off the hook and let them back into the game. So I'm expecting a good performance here from the Reds and a 13-plus victory. What have you got on? Yeah, fair shout. I'd probably agree with that. Like you, I think the Reds are just a couple gears away from hitting that their top strap, and once they do, they'll be dangerous. But one thing to take note of, the Waratahs have actually named a redhead, Tane Edmund, to debut at 10. And I think every good team needs at least one in the mix. Never seen him play, but that's enough to convince me he's the real deal. So a real power move by the Tars, and interesting to see how that plays off for them. That is an interesting decision and looking forward to seeing him go. Tom Robinson mentioned having ginger hair obviously increases your work rate. So I'm looking forward to seeing a high work rate of 10. So great shout. Player I've highlighted is Tate McDermott, return from injury. Start of the year, he was the best nine in the country. Obviously off an injury break. Hoping to see him sort of return that spark um, back to the form he was before his injury. And he's an influential player for this side. So looking forward to seeing him back out there. Yeah, nice. I've gone with old Jamie Roberts. It's his debut for the Tars. He's a bloody experienced footballer and he's always quality. So excited to see how he goes and how he pairs up with Fokiti, who's been unreal as of late. So excited to see the old dog out there in that 12 jersey. Yeah, that's awesome seeing guys come from the UK. It doesn't happen too often. doesn't happen enough for my liking. But um, cool to see them him come over and give Super Rugby a crack and... Like you say, he's, he's definitely experienced. He's been around. He's played on the biggest stages there is. And, um, yeah, he's a world-class player. So it'll be interesting to see what he adds to that fold. And then we've got an extra game this week on a Tuesday. How good's Tuesday night footy? Moana are going to play against the Blues. be interesting to see what sort of teams back up here, how many back up from the weekend. Um, hard to know what to pick, but I'm going to say Blues by plenty. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree, agree with that Blues by plenty. It is hard. It takes me two days to recover just from a Thursday night team run at the old local footy, so I don't know how the boys are going to go. But, yeah, if the Blues can roll out, I notice like Finlay and that aren't playing this week. If they're saving them for that Moana game, then they should still turn out a quality side. So it's a tough little stretch for Moana coming up. I think they have a couple of these where they play on a three-day turnaround, which doesn't make things easy. But hopefully they can keep it tight. A good performance against the Canes will probably go a long way for a bit of confidence as well. So, now looking forward to it. Yeah, I think you'll see the difference in the depth between the squads. Obviously, Blues, really stacked, deep squad, where Moana, not as deep, new to the competition, just sort of getting their base of players up, 
now and um, like you say, it is a really tough run for Moana coming up. New Zealand teams week to week, not just week to week, but three a week is going to be incredibly tough for them. They'll be looking forward to getting maybe some of these Aussie teams over and giving them a closer run. And finally, the Wadlad power plays. I've mentioned the Geordie Barrett one, gone for the 6-10 to 10 option, $6. What a start to the week. That'll be on Friday night. But an interesting option we've gone is the jersey number to be the top try scorer for the weekend. So what you'll get for this is you back a jersey number and if they score the most tries this weekend, so let's say we're going number 11, this is what I think it's going to be. I think jersey number 11 is going to be the top try scorer this weekend. you got the likes of Hoosin, Fomai, Habosi, Caleb Clark, Mata Ali, Nanai Saturu, Bridgie and a few more. Combine all those guys, how many tries will they score and will they score more than any other jersey number? Awesome interest for the whole round, so it could cost you a dollar. Uh, you, you'll be getting a little bit of side interest for every game this round. So I think it's a really cool way to have a bet, um, especially low investment, good interest. And yeah, I, I'm going for number 11. I think there's too many quality number 11s um, to not be winning this one. Who, who, who would you go on this? Yeah, I do like the, the 11 shout. The 14 also jumps out as well. But I'm going to go with the 12-13. I think it's good value there. You get two numbers. Some of the big boys in the middle, and especially the 13s, you like to your Ricos, Lester, Fokiti, those guys, they love a meat pie. So five bucks could be the week for the midfield boys. Hopefully they just tuck and carry. Don't put those 11s in and, and you get the $5 return. Yeah, nice option. Another one that's quite short in the market is the hookers. Obviously, we've been putting our left nut on a few hookers, so we know how hard it is for the hookers to score a try, but... I can't see them winning this one. I think there'll be three or four hooker tries, but I don't think it's going to be enough to be the most in the comp. Yeah, nah, the missus said I wasn't allowed to go on the hookers this week, so I'm protecting the ride at all costs. <laughs> no hooker bets this week. <laughs> the other option is losing bonus points. So how many losing bonus points are there going to be this weekend? It's a point start market, so is there going to be three or more or two or less? I'm going to say two or less, but I think it's quite a hard market, to be fair. I think there's only going to be three real games that will be close, and I think maybe Drua, Chiefs Crusaders are the two games which could be the bonus point game. So I'd be taking the $1.60 and going the unders if I was playing into that market, but um, I'm not overly keen on either of them, to be fair. Yeah, I went a bit risky. Eh? I'm, I'm chasing the Wagyu steak, not the old Magic two-minute noodles. So I went the three. I went the over. <laughs> Hopefully that fourth Brumbies, that could be a, a bit of a, a close one there. Crusaders Chiefs, like you mentioned, the drawer. And then maybe if the Tars, if the old redhead puts in a heck of a shift, then that would be, what, four games. So you're in with a shout. Yeah, mate. Well, you did convince me on that um, force game, so maybe that is the option. Chase that extra little bit of value because the good thing about that is all teams do chase that losing bonus point even if they're down by 10. So you're still in with a sniff right down to the wire. They're not just going to kick it out and lose by 10. They'll be chasing that bonus point and you'll be winding them home trying to get them across the line. Big time. Like the one dog at Whanganui, you'll be up out your couch for earlier on that one. And the last thing to touch on is fantasy rugby. Now, I had an unreal week, climbed up the rankings, fifth in the Waterlad League, um, massive jump for me. So a lot of guys were struck by COVID and 
um, the withdrawal of a lot of players, which was understandable. But um, shout out to Ben, who's leading the Waterlad League, and he's coming sixth in the world, which is a huge effort. I'm making a couple of big plays this week. I'm getting in Wes Hoosen, who I think is going to score a fair few tries. I'm calling a hat trick. Not only is he a number 11, but he's going to be my fantasy captain this week. And I'm getting in Braden Yossi, who I've been talking about the whole season to give this man a start. He's getting his first start against Moana. He is going to absolutely light this game up, I'm picking. So I've brought him in. Peter Gus isn't playing this week, so um, I've had to sell Peter Gus, and I've brought in Braden Yossi, and looking forward to seeing him go. Thoughts on those moves? Yeah, I like that. Like you, I'm, a, I'm on the Braden bandwagon, so I think he'll be in for a big day. And I'll wears, he's got express pace, so he could be on the end of that back line scoring a few. Another one, I reckon old Richie Moanga is going to go big, eh? Um, the, the Crusaders will be fired up to have their revenge, so I'd keep him in the mix as well. Oh, nice shout there, some absolute lads. Anyway, mate, looking forward to this round of footy. Um, cheers for coming on, giving you insight as always. And if anyone who's listening has an idea for a power play potentially next week, send me a DM on the Waterlad Instagram page. Um, I'll, I'll send it to the bookies and see what we can get on and we can discuss it all same time, same place next week with potentially Marty Banks coming on. He said if he's in the 23 next week and he's going to come on and do the review. So um, looking forward to maybe having him on here as well. So um, cheers for coming on though, Surly. Awesome insight as usual. No worries. Cheers for having me and hopefully an Oscar-winning performance from Marty on the potty next week. Huge. No doubt.